Hello, and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am Anthony Livingston Hall, and today I'm talking about trans women competing in women's sports. World Athletics is the governing body for track and field. It issued a ban on trans women competing in women's events, which took effect just a few weeks ago, on March 31. Just two days later, the Republican-controlled Congress passed an even more comprehensive ban. Both bans are aimed at redressing the transgender phenomenon of biological males who identify as females competing against biological females. I agree, and based on nothing more than the categorical imperative of fundamental fairness. My politics defy labels, which might explain why I swing both ways on this issue. On the one hand, I couldn't care less that some people identify as transgender. But on the other hand, I have misgivings about transgender people demanding that we treat them in every respect, like members of the biological gender they identify with. This is why I disagree with sports authorities around the world that are allowing trans women to compete against biological women. <laughs> the IOC even allowed a trans woman to compete at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics in women's weightlifting, no less. <laughs> Leah Thomas has become the face of trans women in sports. Thomas is the biological male swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania, who became the first transgender NCAA champion in Division I history. UPenn was so proud that it nominated this trans woman for the 2022 NCAA Woman of the Year Award. <laughs> and it did so with no hint of irony or sense of unfairness. It did not matter that Thomas stole the collegiate glory of scores of biological female swimmers. As a former swimmer in college myself, I sympathize with those female swimmers. But Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling is the face of those championing what is essentially a fight for women's rights. For them, there should be not only a ban on trans women competing against biological women, but a halt on erasing the distinctive and determinative differences between the sexes. The fight Zoe Zephyr is waging might help clarify my position. Zephyr is the trans woman lawmaker who the Montana House of Representatives banned from the House floor on Wednesday. This because Zephyr had the balls to call out fellow representatives for voting to deny medical care to transgender minors. I stand proudly in solidarity with Zephyr. I suspect Rowling does too. 
I even applaud protesters for disrupting legislative proceedings in the Montana House on Monday, shouting, Let her speak! This, just as I uploaded protesters for disrupting legislative proceedings in the Tennessee House a few weeks ago, shouting, No action, no peace. No doubt you recall the latter were protesting the refusal of the Tennessee legislature to pass meaningful gun control laws. This, even in the wake of a mass shooting there that killed three schoolchildren. But on both occasions, protesters were causing what the late civil rights leader John Lewis famously called good trouble. Meanwhile, though, Rowling's activism is costing her a lot. Millions of disaffected fans are boycotting Pottermore, <laughs> books and all. Except it seems she couldn't care less. But she's also being targeted by the snark and lies of cowardly trolls, and they are damaging her so much she's suing the worst offenders and <laughs> winning. But I too have been doing my part to champion this fight for women's rights. In fact, a week before the World Athletics ban took effect, I published a blog post on Women's College Wellesley voting to admit trans men, that is, biological women who identify as men. In it I concluded that it's one thing to allow trans men to mingle with biological women, but I warned that allowing trans women to do so is like allowing foxes to coop up with hens. <laughs> And I don't believe in coincidences, so you'll forgive me for thinking that my post had something to do with that world athletics ban. Its president Sebastian Coe explained that it is banning trans women based, and I quote, on the overarching need to protect the female category. End quote. I mean, is there really any wonder why? After all, trans women were bound to win any competition against biological women. Not only general science, but common sense could determine this. So it would only be a matter of time before trans women dominate all women's sports. Then I fear biological women would no longer even bother trying to compete against these men in drag. But now that trans women can't compete in track and field, I doubt they'll be allowed to compete in swimming, soccer, or any other sport. <laughs> Sorry, Leah Thomas, no Olympics for you. Coe is right, but a blanket ban is necessary to protect the integrity and fairness of female categories in all sports. Of course, I'd be remiss not to mention the famous Casta Semenya. But despite prevailing assumptions, she is not transgender. Instead, she has sex development differences that make her subject to this ban. In fact, all fans of track and field know 
that a surprising number of African athletes appear to have similar differences. This is why some might think this ban is targeting them. But as my friendly jab at Leah Thomas indicates, black trans women are not the only ones affected by it. In any event, I respectfully submit that the only fair resolution is for trans women to compete against trans women, and of course for trans men to compete against trans men. This, just as biological women and biological men compete in categories against each other, respectively. And with that I say, let the games begin. <laughs> That's it. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for thought-provoking commentaries, often laced with humor, I invite you to visit my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.